Here's the worms. It's the 50th episode of Trash South Street. That's a good intro. It is good. Great one. I'm Lou. I'm Jamie Z. And we are recording our podcast. I'll say our, yes. Of the and, Trash of yes. South Street. So a lot has happened since our last episode. A lot. Well, well first, actually, a lot did happen. Uh, the first one did not see Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. That was because I, no, well, maybe, no. Um, so I, about a week before, I got like sick like I've never been before. Ultimately, it was a UTI. When you have those symptoms, everyone implies that you have a venereal disease. And that, like, I'm talking doctors keep asking That's the first thing listed, even yeah. if you like Google it. Yeah. Um, and they're like, you know... Like, I have to ask, but... And I was like, no. Have you banged any hookers? I mean, basically, it's like... A, so, yeah, I was super sick. Uh, at one point, I was up at, like, 2 in the morning debating whether to go to the emergency room. And I didn't. I did spent a week sick from UTI, another week sick from antibiotics. The second week was worse than the first. And even now, I'm, like, finally starting to spring back. That's good. So that was the first thing. Okay, what's the second thing? Descendants! Yes, we saw the Descendants mm-hmm. that August 23rd or something like that. It was a yeah. Thursday night show at the Fillmore. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. I liked it. It was really good. Yeah, it, if I had one complaint, mm-hmm. it would be that they didn't really... There was like nothing weird happening that we could talk about on this Yeah, podcast. absolutely. Like nothing really um, weird happened whatsoever. Um, it, it was, was fun. I, I'm amazed at the Descendants, how they just like plow along and have... Um, they did two encores. Yeah, I saw. I went like Black the Flag uh, covers. But. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Smoking Popes. Yep. Uh, Wilhelm Scream, who we both agreed probably would have done better in a smaller room. Yeah, they were not that they were bad. It's just it, I just think they would have been better in a, like Johnny Brenda's or something. Yeah, and the Descendants putting on a really good show. Yeah, uh, Milo looks a lot like uh, Drew Carey. Someone pointed out. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, he certainly does. Um, skinny Drew Carey. Skinny Drew Carey. I had he's on Prices Right. Yeah. 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 I I thrown up like a picture and tagged it uh, Descendants, mm-hmm. and someone from Latin America had liked it, so I looked at her Instagram, and apparently she's a very big Descendants fan. Descendants and bad religion. Ah. I imagine like whatever like country third world country she <laughs> lives in, they're the only two bands that perform. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So what about you? Anything aside from? I went to wrestling last night. Yeah, Ring of Honor. I saw. Yeah, it was fun. We were there mm-hmm. for a long time, but it was pretty, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was cool, good times. The one thing we sit like two rows back, and it's amazing with the lights how freaking hot it is. Like yeah. I was like I shouldn't have wore jeans. It was that hot. It oh was, wow! If you would like leave, or like the section as I would do to get up and get food mm-hmm. or whatever, and. Uh, it was noticeably cooler. It was just, it's kind yeah. of crazy. Was it hot because you were close to the sweaty men's? Oh, it was super hot with the sweaty men. Ugh, that's gross. <laughs> the sweat is gross. <laughs> they were sweating. It was, it was fun yeah. time. I liked it. Mm. Jake came out with us. Yeah. And our, our friend Earl. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think anything else that's going on. Start school this week. Yep, me too. Fun, fun. Labor Day's coming up. This will probably be yeah. out Labor Day, I presume. Yeah. We're Gonna try to do Splatterfest again at the Colonial. We'll see. Might be a conflict. If I can go, I'm gonna go. Oh, and torrential rain. Yeah, it's all summer. This summer has just been torrential rain, hot and humid, like for literally a month. I think this is one of the wettest summers on record. Mm-hmm. 
It's been pretty shitty. So I'm sure anyone who's listening, anyone who's listening to this, is aware of the rain. Yes. I live next to the Schuylkill River, so it's a bit more of a problem for me than it was for some people. Um, Do you ever run into the Schuylkill hunters? <laughs> there's no such thing. Jamie used to make up this. Uh, Schuylkill hunters said that these guys, what they like, rode the rails and shit, and they I were just like, it. I don't even remember, but she's like, oh, you just missed them. <laughs> um, and it's usually when we would be pulling into Philly, yeah, like the tra- like along the tracks that go to 30th Street Station. So I'd forgotten about it, and then we were going down. I don't like know, this. it just like went in my mind. Yeah, no one just, knows what I'm talking about. We just do stupid about. shit. Yeah, you know it's not stupid. Music. Music. Some music. <laughs> oh, I. I you're going to talk about movies too so mm-hmm. i'm going to talk about movie along with you all right but um i actually reviewed some music i reviewed shittily some music too. reviewed so on my band camp this uh band black rainbows have been popping up a bunch so i was like oh i will give them a listen yeah i've seen actually people who aren't you or mark yeah post stuff about black rainbows and black rain they just came out not just came out they had an album out in april called pandemonium um, and black rainbows are from rome italy and they have a bunch of albums out. This is their sixth album. And the way they describe themselves are heavy stoner 70s fuzz rock with psychedelic space acid rock attitude. All right, hold up one second. I actually almost reviewed them. That's okay. why I know them. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But they're, they're good. Uh, they started in 2007 and their lead singer that kind of seems to run the show is Gabriella Fiori. And there's a, actually a new, a new drummer on this album. Hmm. I like this album a lot to the point I went and bought one of their other ones. They, what I've read is um, they kind of departed from their sound a little bit, went a little different direction, but I bought their one album, Super Mother Fuzzalicious, and that was really good. You would you would yeah. like that. More almost bluesy, but... um. So anyway, I'm not reviewing that album. I'm, I'm no. reviewing Pandemonium. <laughs> so what should I say about this? It's good. End of... <laughs> end of uh, I really liked it. It's good, fuzzy stoner rock, and it almost has like a trance-like feel to it at times. On their, on their page two, it was like things to do... While listening to Black Rainbow, yeah. they're like, drive across country, get stoned, drive across country, <laughs> oh, stoned. <laughs> and it's a really good driving music. You kind of lose yourself in it. And apparently um, really good getting stoned Yeah, music. I guess. I don't know. I presume. So I'm just going to talk about some of the songs. My favorite song on the album is probably High to Hell, which is this like fuzzy, noisy, catchy riffs and stuff. I, I really like it. The Sacrifice is another good song. It has like a Sabbath fuzzy feel to it. Very 70s. The song you might be into is called Rhinestone. That is like a very... That's probably the most trance kind of song. Good guitar riffs. Supernova and Asteroids. That song almost has like a... Reminds me of their older stuff. Kind of has this bluesy indie rock feel. Riding fast till the end of time. Mm. Heavy fuzz guitar. There's only so many times I could say heavy fuzz yeah. noisy. Their last song's a little different too, called 13 Steps, Step of the Pyramid. Very spacey, more psych rock. So if you like longer, trancey fuzz guitars, you'll like you'll like them. I, I like the band. They're they're fun. The one really stood out to me with this band is I'm a big Division of Laura Lee fan. Yes. Which Mark Zimmerman got us all into. The lead singer I thought was singing, I thought was in Lord, the Division of Laura Lee. I'm like, does he have another band to the mm-hmm. point I had I had to do research and stuff? But their, their voices are pr- kind of similar. So anyway, yeah, Black Rainbows, Pandemonium. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like that type of stuff, check it out. I really like it. Check out their other stuff. It's, it's good. As I said, this is their sixth album. As I said, people were kind of complaining about this. They change things, so I don't like it. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Mm. Good it, stuff. So yeah, Black Rainbow is kind of just a rainbow you smush down. Mm-hmm. 
you, you smush down or stomp on it. If you play Dark Side of the Moon backwards, <laughs> like, as it goes through the brain, you get a black rainbow. Yeah. Or that's what bad unicorns poop black rainbow. Yes. Or a unicorn with some stomach problems. Maybe. I was a unicorn with some stomach problems last mm, week. I'm sure you were. I think everything is balanced out. That's good. I'm back on a normal farting schedule. Mm. So you were farting all the time. I'm farting normal, like a normal person would fart. <laughs> yeah, a normal. Like, but before I wasn't farting at all, and I was like, how could people live this way without killing themselves? <laughs> so stupid. I was very crazy last week. I had, so, to revisit the UTI real quick before I go to mm. an exciting review. You know, like, they say, like, you can tell if a cat has a urinary tract infection because they won't use their box. Because okay. they don't associate the box, they associate the box with pain. Have you never heard this? No. So anyway, that's the thing is they associate the litter box with painful urination. So they well, that's why they pee all Somewhere over the else. house. Yeah. yeah. So I was at a point where I could not, books I was reading, I could not read or would not read while I had urinary tract infection. Because in my head I thought that it would cause it to come back. No, UTIs fuck with people's brains. They say a lot of times old people, when they're like super crazy, uh, okay. they have those UTIs. I don't know if that's my case because I'm pretty young. I'm like a 22-year-old yeah, stud who gets VD all the time. <laughs> but um, like that, like certain foods, I was afraid to eat. Did you drink a lot of cranberry juice? I did. I like cranberry juice. When I went out to Wegmans at 2 in the morning... Oh, by the way, you know who shops at Wake Up at 2 in the morning? Serial killers. The lowest of the low. Yeah. Serial killers, scum of the earth, people in utter desperation like me, and homeless people just wanting to hang out. Um, I, went, I made a mistake years ago. I went to the Acme in King of Prussia at yeah. like midnight, and that was like, I was afraid I was going to get raped said, in an aisle. Well, was John, like, could you were working there at that time? He probably was. Because you probably would have. <laughs> no, like... You, note to self, note to... Our, uh, loose spills coffee on mm. himself. John Eichinger was a serial... Well, yeah, he's like a mass murderer. He murdered a bunch of people. We Look do. him up on Murderpedia. It's horrifying. He was an old customer of ours and Lou played D&D with yeah. him. Well, it's the dungeon master. One day, like, his, his hair turned all, like, gray, right? Well, I remember seeing him between the murders and he stopped in the comic book store and he was like in a wheelchair and he went totally gray and it was like a year after he murdered Jennifer mm -hmm. Still. All right, look, let's back up. Let's just tell this story now. We got to we got to give the people something for this fucking podcast. And we'll start with so this is how I always tell the story. And okay. you can One Saturday, I was watching, I was doing whatever I do in my apartment and Jamie calls me saying there had been several murders. Yeah, he killed the Three people. Three people. One of them, like, like a, a little kid. A little kid. Yeah, people I went to high school with, actually. Yeah, and that's why Jamie's like, oh my God. And this was at the King of Prussia Apartments? No, nah, they were across the, it was like Valley Forge Homes, so across the street from the mall. They're, they weren't, uh, she, he killed Jen still at like Belmont Apartments. All right, but uh, the other ones were like kind of. They were like at a house. Yeah, at a house. All right, so we didn't know right away, but I felt like it wasn't too long before he discovered that the person who murdered these people was a guy, John Eichinger. Yeah. Skip ahead, like a year before, maybe two years before, this girl, Jen Stills, mm -hmm. gets murdered. Yeah. No one had a fucking clue. Everyone they, thought it was her boyfriend. Every, yeah, everyone thought it was their boyfriend. Uh, yeah, Jen Still was, um, a, I think, a grade behind me. Yeah. I knew her yeah. vaguely because uh, Sean Waddell was okay. friends with her. It comes out that good old John Eichinger murders these three girls, and he, like, was home, and he, like, well, it's like threw his shit away, 
And basically that day, I think they catch him. And he was like, he was trying to get rid of like the bloody clothes. Well, or he got, he, he was seen. Well, that's why he murdered the little daughter. Yeah, he, he murdered, murdered the like daughter. Like a two-year-old because she was going to see her. Murdered the mom, the aunt, Lisa, yeah. and Heather Greaves. And, and it was, he was dating. He wanted to date the one and she was like, let's just be friends. So he killed them all. <laughs> Apparently when he was in jail, he told his brother to dispose of his journal. Oof. You know what his brother did? Brought it right <laughs> to the police. Yeah, I would too. And then, then, like, he confessed to murdering this girl, Jen Stills, who, again, if he didn't get, like, got caught, they probably never would have caught him. They wouldn't have solved it. And the story was similar to that, that um, he, she just wanted to be friends, so he gave her what we refer to now as a stabby hug. He gave her a hug, and, it, and I believe the police report said that he killed her with a replica blade. Of, like, a Star Trek? So we always assumed it was, like, a Klingon blade or something <laughs> weird like that. And supposedly he was wearing cut-off shorts and he would wear the shorts yeah, like, totally once a month. Yeah, yeah, like super totally creepy whacked. and like... But yeah, he was a customer of ours. And I thought you said like you were... He worked at Acme. He was like, at Acme and he would like follow me around and be yeah. like, Hey Jamie, what's going on? Hey, yeah. Um, and I'd be like, hey. He was like the most needy D&D player I ever played with. But anyway, so he got um, something like a triple life sentence. Yeah. Yeah, it was just horrible. Like He's in murder. I think there's a site called Murderpedia where you can go look yeah, up like, it. Yeah, but it was murders. horrifying. That was my brush with greatness. And that the first murderer at the comic store. Uh, Caleb Fairley. Yeah, Caleb Fairley. Which is my way of saying the OCs have a new album. <laughs> yes. Or just OCs. Smoke Destroyer. How about this? Castle Face Records? OCs? San Fran? Can you guess which number album this is? How many albums... 12, I think. 21st, 21st studio right, album. Yes, yes. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I, because I just looked at it. I was listening to some songs before I came yeah. over. This is their 21st album. And many there are many incarnations like the OCs, TOC, currently OCs, which this would be their second album under that name. Mm-hmm. Last year's Orc would be one. They're kind of like of Montreal. They put, they, I guess they put an album every year. Yeah, I feel like they put out an album every year and like EPs and et cetera and so on. This album, Smoke Destroyer, is aside from having an album cover that rivals any D&D <laughs> campaign book. I'm going to show Jamie something. So these are like D&D books. See, yeah, like that? And I used to sell them. Yes. The Smoke Destroyer would look like something you buy for like 5th edition. Yeah. But that's not why I liked it. And I loved this fucking album. I thought it was really, really I was obsessed. I was obsessed with it to the point that I actually bailed on the second band I was going to do. It's funny because I saw the cover and I was like, oh, yeah. I know I looted this. No, it was OCs. I know you like OCs. But, but then I like clapped my hand. <laughs> the best way to describe this album, prog jam band metal noise album. I thought it was really, really um, good. It reminded me of Zappa-esque. Yes, a bit. it is. Um, it's, it's a prog rock album. It's a concept album. It reminds me tonally of an album called Imagos, which is a Blue Oyster Cult album, which okay. is where they actually get their name because oh, okay. it was the cult of the, the Blue Oysters would speak to the people on the beach, ah. which I believe, by the way, based in the D&D campaign. <laughs> and then the Flaming Lips, Yoshimi Battles mm. Giant Pink Robots. Yes. And I'll go into why later. It's a relentless album, highly energetic, mildly hallucinogenic is the best way it's not a psychedelic album, but it's more psychedelic than any fucking album I've ever listened to. Yeah. Every song is unsettling, and they do a lot of interesting things with them. And I would say <laughs> there's not a song in this album that can't be redeemed. Before I go into the nuts and bolts of it. Did you just fart? No, I burped. Okay. I would say it's 60 minutes. 
There very were long, yeah. very long. There were two instrumentals. There would be Anthemic Aggressor and Flies Bump on the Glass. That's one of my favorites is Flies Bump on the Glass. Yeah, I like that. Really and that's where like the whole Yoshimi okay. thing comes in because it reminds me of... Like, there are instrumentals in that album where it's, like, combat and stuff. Hmm. So I think that's promoting action. Okay. What really got me here is trying to figure out what the fucking story was. As we discussed last time, like, these weird lore shit just yeah. mystifies and boggles me. This is what I think I came up with. Okay. All right. It's ultimately about a medieval knight who murders and pillages at the behest of his superiors... And that's sort of illustrated in the second, third, and fourth song. He overthrows them and takes over, intent on creating a better kingdom, which is last peace. But his old life haunts him. And eventually he falls back into his old ways. And the only way he can escape that is by faking his own death. That's like just too much. It is too much. <laughs> but I think that's what it is. And I think, like I said, I love this album. I thought, yeah, saying like, it was too much, I really enjoyed it. But I didn't... Think of it that. Well, I did like it was like the third time. Like, is it? It's overall, it's like a prog, a, it's almost space rock album. Yeah. But like, they change a lot of things within songs. My favorite song is probably um, my favorite songs are C, which has this sort yeah, of jaunty. Boop. That's one that reminded me the most of the Frank Zappa. Yeah, I said a uh, roller derby. Okay. Because it reminded me of something like you. It just reminded me of rollerblading, although I've never done or had the desire. Just because it moves and sort of bounces, even though it's like, I guess it's a guy like sort of joyfully murdering people and burning down villages. Last Piece, which is like sort of the slowest song in the album, I think, has this really cool temple pickup. I said it's third, Baba O'Reilly. Okay, yeah. Um, and that's the other thing. A lot of these songs, they're very lyrics light, and then like 80% of the song will be instrumental. Well, that's like the funny thing because I'm like, listen, I'll listen to the first like three or four minutes mm -hmm. and then I'll skip ahead a little bit. I'm like, oh, there, there, are, there are lyrics in this. Yeah. So they're like lyrics minimal and a lot of like, and the interesting stuff tends to happen towards the back end of the albums. Moonbog mm -hmm. has this weird blues guitar. It's like, that's where they're sort of dreaming about his former life haunting him. That would be the other that they allude to a couple of times. Nailhouse Needle... Boys is my other I like favorite that song, song too. which has this really bluesy funk strut. That's why I think I like. It's it. sort of just like the way the like the hammering riffs. Are. Awesome. Flies bump against the glass. I said uh, reminded me of I always say pre seventy pre Star Wars seventy sci fi. <laughs> and then finally Beat Quest, which turns into this sort of it's a weird Emerson Lake and Palmer esque yeah. thing at the end. Kind of mirror mirror ring. Can't talk today. Last piece. That's all over the place, but I really like this album. Like I said, I became it's obsessed really... with figuring it out. I actually might buy it. I was uh, it's good. Not on jamming vinyl. to it. Not on vinyl. Really? Yeah. Hmm. At one point, I entertained the idea that um, it was actually about the apocalypse from the point of view of the monster. Hmm. But yeah. Senny and Una is the first song. It's not my favorite song, but it's the catchiest. It's the that one was I probably my thinking. least favorite, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I kind of, Anthemic Des Destroyer, I think it is, the first instrumental, I was not into. I wasn't into that one either. That's where I feel like I kind of... <laughs> Lags a little bit. But no, I really like this album. I loved it. Listen, listen to it probably four times today. Cool. Which means probably after this podcast is done, I'll never go back to it. <laughs> and that is OCs, who I think are touring this album. Yeah, they are. I thought it came up on If uh, they have some Iron Maiden-esque fucking set pieces, maybe I'll get them. <laughs> Next up for me is Red Bait. 
I'll be fine mm-hmm. off red tape. It's not mm-hmm. that new. It came out in April, but um, it's new to me. Yeah. Mark was like, hey, you should give these guys a listen. I was like, ah, pretty cool. Out of St. Louis, and they're kind of like metal crust hardcore punk with mm-hmm. two female leading vocals. Yeah. Very political. Even on their page, they said they're, they grew out of, um, they became a band from being activists and organizers and they also said they are inspired by the band's tragedy hope conspiracy thrice and nausea they are some of the members are from hellfire trigger seven generations and slaughter drops so it's a four song ep and there's six people in the band actually mm-hmm. you have the two female vocalists and four male and you only see like the faces of the female vocalists yeah you never see the men Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what kind of activism? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like going that way. So four songs I think it can handle. Mm. We Refuse uh, is the first song off of it. Fast, In Your Face, the female vocalists, are the, is Rebecca and Madeline. One kind of just like screams, the other one kind of is like the deep growly, like boom, 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 boom. And it, it, it's kind of cool. If you're not into that music, you're not going to really like this. Yeah. And the, the, the vocals, they trade, they trade off. So it's, mm-hmm. just, it's kind of a cool sound. Will Be Fine has a slower, uh, slower start to it. Kind of more crusty metal. It reminds me more of like if you like Misery or Amoebix. Will Be Fine is probably my favorite song off the album. Uh, Smoke in Your Eyes uh, about police brutality. And they do a live song called Dick Punch. Ooh. <laughs> Which I, I don't know what that's about. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking it's about a... Um, it's, it's about... A uh, warrior <laughs> nun. I'll say it's about <laughs> a giant bowl of fruity Kool-Aid drank in the... Uh, the, the White House prior to Watergate. Dick Punch. I, I think it is. Oh. Hey, it's Tricky Dick Punch if you put acid in it. But it's a pretty quick, uh, it's only four songs, so it's about, I don't think it's any more than 15 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's any more than 10 minutes. But it's good if you like, um, like I was really into like, profane existence, uh, that type of like, feel to it back when I was a, young, a youngin' in the late 90s. It kind of has like that feel and that Havoc Records feel to it. Um, I think they'd be awesome to see but I, yeah, I really like it if you like that type of stuff. Yeah. Check it out. Um, I'm not sure if they're straight edge or not. Like, not that that matters. They're drinking that dick punch. Probably not. <laughs> they're getting all gacked out. Woo! Doing the glint. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my awesome review of Red Bait. If you like uh, St. Louis metal crust hardcore punk mm-hmm. and you like... I always like dual vocalists. Yeah. I think it sounds pretty cool. So, check mm. it out. Mm. I dig it. Do you want to go again? Or yeah. I got, like, well, you listen to it, too. Yeah. Uh, Galgeway just put their pre-order up of, uh, I think it's called Burnt Sugar, mm-hmm. and they have a, a couple singles out. Um, I, I listen to Only Friend, and they're all, they're on Death Wish Records. Yeah. It's their album's supposed to be coming out in September. They're a hardcore band. I think they're going a little more melodic hardcore now. Cool, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I really like the song. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it has this it. Um, like if Sonic Youth was more hardcore. It mm-hmm. would kind of sound like that off like Goo era album, and it's a little more noisy than their stuff before. I like it. They they had an EP out, or t- I guess it was just two songs. I guess last year. I know I reviewed mm-hmm. it, and it's a little harder than that. I, yeah. I feel, and I like the direction they're going in. Um, their producer is Jeremy Bolm that does um, Touche Amore mm-hmm. and stuff, and you, you can definitely tell like his influence on Gouge Away. But I really like it. I was listening to an interview with her yesterday because she used to be a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. And she was like talking about that and how she's not a teacher anymore. Yeah. Um, just because it was hard to kind of hide that. And... Yeah, to be like, oh, here's Miss Gougerway. Well, that's why she never uses her last name. Yeah. She does. Because... It's in the band, Gougerway. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's Christina Michelle, and she's like, she, ah. she didn't want it. But she said people were starting to catch on. Like, yeah. other teachers would come up to her and be like, she's a kindergarten teacher, mm-hmm. and, and would be like, so I went backstage to st- a Stain concert the other day, and she's like, that's cool, like, yeah. whatever. And she's like, I think they started catching on. Yeah. But she's interesting. She's a very interesting mm-hmm. individual, and uh, she's pretty cool. She's kind of sick of being like, these female-fronted bands, like, that's the only draw to it. It's like, oh, well, you got to go because it's a, a chick singing. And yeah. It's like, nah, like, no. It's right. I think it was George the Animal Steel who was like a – or no, it was – it might have been but George the Animal Steel, I think, was originally – he was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And he would wrestle in markets that he didn't teach him, but pe- kids started to catch on that their teacher was him. Sort of like um, – That Springford teacher that I was, was fired. Was it were the disgusting slob and uh, – Billy Madison. Billy Madison, the, oh, um, I forget his name, the purple something. Yeah, whatever. And, like, Nikolai Volkov wasn't, like, Russian, mm. and it was the same thing, but no. I get it. It's like uh, the Angel series of films, where it's like, schoolgirl by day, yeah. hooker by but night. But yeah, I, I really like Algeway. They've been uh, quickly becoming uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite bands, and I've seen them twice mm-hmm. live, and they're really good. And apparently she's, like, super, super shy, so she's trying to just... She said, like, the last tour was her just kind of just trying to get being out able to do it. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if they, when they tour again, yeah. to see if there's any. There's a lot change. of stuff coming out that I'm really excited for. New Super uh, Unison. Yeah, I did listen to that song today. Mm-hmm. I uh, listened to, uh, you know what I didn't listen to? I heard, like, a minute of I it. I liked it. Uh, New Cloud, Cloud Nothings actually yeah. went up for a pre-order. Um, I, I didn't listen to mm-hmm. anything yet, though. Big old list. Like, as a Cat Power, I actually like the, one, the first single I heard I really like. I think Jay Maskus either has a solo album coming out or they're reissuing. Did you see that article I posted, I reposted on on our Facebook site about Jack White's watch getting stolen by by Tom Tom Waits? Yeah. That was the dumbest thing I ever read. I didn't actually read it. I was like, that's all it is. Yeah. And it was all like, oh, that awesome Tom Waits. You know what he did? Mm -hmm. He stole Jack White's watch. Why is that a fucking news article consequence of sound? It's he, stupid. He, I'm trying to think what movie I just saw a preview for that he's in. Jack White? Tom Waits. He's not playing the devil. Yeah. Not like he did in your favorite movie. Uh, Dracula? That one we saw, the Master! Terry Gillum. Oh, oh uh, not across. Dr. Dr. Parnassus. Yeah, that's the worst movie ever. It, it's not great. I watched it's, it again. No, I think awful. I talked about it. But in the last couple of weeks, I've watched some movies I probably wouldn't normally watch. Well, I had to watch a lot of movies. I do want to talk about two of them because we can work in a musical component. Cool. Go for it. All right. The first one, Zombie Strippers, <sighs> indie horror slash comedy movie. It opens up with George Bush starting his fourth term in as the president. Wasn't this out like 10 years ago? Then? It was, but it brought like the fact that Roxy Saint, we've been talking yeah, about yeah, Roxy yeah. Saint. George Bush, fourth term. The sole justice on the Supreme Court is Jenna Bush. There's wars everywhere, and, like, gasoline's $47 a gallon. <laughs> and there's, like, the Z-Squad hunting zombies. The zombie gene is, like, carried on the X chromosome, so women are resist- partially resistant to it. Ah. And long story short, it affects some strippers, such as Roxy St. and Jenna Jameson. And somehow this makes them more attractive, and they just draw because strip clubs are illegal. Oh. And then they begin infecting people. I had high hopes for this movie because I was like, you know what I really love? Bihar. Yeah. But no, it failed at that. So it's pretty bad. Uh, Roxy Saint did a lot of the music. That's cool. But all her music sounds the same. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Did you hear Jenna Jameson? I think she's pregnant or had a baby. 
Oh, really? Um, but anyway, the reason I bring this up, it was just on, I watch uh, Fox News in the morning, not that Fox mm-hmm. News, the local um, Mike Jarrett yeah. uh, one, because I love, I have a crush on Mike Jarrett. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think she's doing like keto or she's doing some mm-hmm. type of um, dietary something and I don't know if she was coming mm-hmm. out with it. So Mike Jarrett's like, well, does she have an exercise tape out? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and everyone just got quiet, and she, he's like, I think she does. Yeah, she has a lot of, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, thought it was funny. So, the other movie. Yes. Liquid Sky. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. So, I had never heard of it. It came up, like, on my You May Like Because You Liked Holy Mountain. Okay. 1981, I think it was made. Indie movie by, I believe, a Russian director. And it is fucking as low budget as can be. It's like... Drama pornography level of <laughs> acting and art direction. What country did you say? It's an American it's movie, American. but the, the director, I think, was Russian or oh, he's okay. Eastern European. So basically, it takes place in New York mm-hmm. in the 80s. And the main character... So I think the woman is Anna Carlyle, and she plays two characters. Okay. Which I didn't get till after I read. So basically, she's a model who's dating a drug dealer, a female drug dealer. Okay. Who's also a performance artist. And the other character she plays is a male model. <laughs> and, like, I wasn't sure... So there's this trope in fiction that, like, the boy who... The girl who poses as a boy and fools everybody. And nine times out of ten, I'm like, no, that's not... You can tell a girl, you can tell a boy. I did not know the gender of this individual. <laughs> and because at one point, the man, and I'm putting it in quotes, pees in a toilet... Standing up, huh? And it's actually like after it played by the same actress, and I thought maybe the verse is twins, and they coincidentally look both look like a version of David Bowie when she's I think Victor, not Victor, V name, Victoria. Uh, it might be William actually or something like that. When when it, the man looks like a Thin White Duke era, mm-hmm. the female looks like some weird Ziggy Stardust era. So aliens come down. And the aliens are like tiny, and you never see the aliens, but you see their 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 spaceship, which is the size and of basically a frisbee, and it looks like a frisbee. Okay. Got that so far? Yep. They're hanging around because everyone's shooting heroin and fucking, and like they they mine the endorphins from people having orgasms. Oh, by the way, not a pornography. This sounds like a porno. It is not even remotely a porno. They're waiting around, and everyone keeps shooting heroin and dying. And the woman, like, she's, she's getting sexually assaulted constantly. There's a line where the guy, like, force feeds her quaaludes, and she's like, you think that's going to do anything? I've had more quaaludes than you've had aspirin. <laughs> it's kind of like the storyline of Scarlet Diva, sounds like. It reminds me a bit of Scarlet <laughs> Diva, but, like, so she has sex. It's actually, like, what was it, the skin I live in? Yeah, yeah. It's like the really bad version of that. So she, she starts having sex with these people, and they turn they basically disappear because they turn into, I guess, alien drug crystals. <laughs> this German guy comes from Germany and he's studying the aliens, but he's but like he's pretty much like, oh yeah, I'm looking at these aliens. And he like finagles his way into this woman's apartment because she's next to where all this shit is happening. And it's like, it is fucking. I kind of almost want to watch. I'm gonna it loan it to you because I own it, and it's it's so fucking weird and like it's just. At one point, like, it took me, like, after half the movie, I realized, oh, this isn't supposed to take place in the future. Because I was like, it has, like, a weird, almost, um, Warriors vibe going on, the way they dress. There are scenes where they're supposed to be dancing in this club, 
And the club is probably the size of my apartment. And they're all dancing, like, just in really close proximity. It's fucking weird. Now, the best part, okay. there is a best part, is the entire soundtrack appears to be a person playing on a Casio keyboard. <laughs> and, like, literally, no joke. And I was like... Was it Beach House? <laughs> no. It was, like, a really cheap, like, the kind you would buy. And you couldn't even press, like, three keys to get a chord. That's awesome. And I started watching it last night, and I was like... I don't want to watch this, but I think I have to. <laughs> I just don't know. And I don't think this... I think the girl was like in um, Depre- Desperately Seeking, Seeking Susan and a few other things. And apparently they're making a sequel. Wow. Interesting. You're talking like, only after 89, <laughs> yeah. like 30 years. It happens. So it's weird. A lot of stuff happens and it doesn't make sense. And like, and everyone's very nonchalant that, that they're having sex and then these people just disappear. <laughs> kind of like Avengers. Thanos. No, not quite. <laughs> also, the acting is really not great. It's par, I would presume. It's very, like, poor. It's like if you just pick people off the street, it's like, all right, you're going to be in a play now. I probably did. There's, like, an, there's a semi-interesting monologue, I would say, if we're, like, looking for the, the, the lemonade and the lemons. She goes on this, like, tirade about, like, sort of gender fluidity, which didn't mm. exist at all in 81, really, and hmm. it's, like, sort of... It's interesting. Know. But yeah, it's just weird, and you're going to have to watch it, and we'll get back, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch um, it. I also, really briefly, I rewatched Heavy Metal. It's fucking shit. Yeah, it's awful. Um, I, can't, I can't get through it. Also, um, watching it on high-def like TV, it lo- it just looks horrible. It was really cool when you were like 10 yeah. to 14, um, and then like, I remember watching again in my 20s, and I was like, eh, mm-hmm. that's not good. I tried watching Tusk. I never watched it's it. It's pretty bad. I watched. Oh, yeah, you watched um, Eighth it. grade. All right. I forget the name of the main character or the actress. The director was Bo something or other. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's about uh, the girl going into like her last couple weeks of eighth grade and she's going into high school. Mm-hmm. And she's very shy and kind of awkward. But she does her she does a YouTube channel. Yeah. And she does like kind of like self help stuff and like let's be confident, blah blah blah. And her character on YouTube is not much not much like her her in real life um but it's it's a very i would say we watch it it's a very like coming of age and just how all like she um her dad's a single dad so she has like trouble talking like Mm -hmm. like having another female or whatever anyway so she gets invited to a popular girl's pool party and she's like oh i can't make it i can't make it and so she ends up going and trying something different and she gets her bathing suit on, and, you know, she's she's eighth grade. Like, she doesn't have the greatest body, and mm-hmm. she's not, like, super going through puberty yet, I presume. So she goes to go out to the pool party, and it's, like, all these girls in bikinis yeah. and, like, just looking, like, super hot. She's got, like, a one-piece on. But the, it's it's a sweet movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, oh, it was really painful to watch, which I can kind of understand because sometimes yeah. they're like, oh, because she's so nervous. Yeah. Like, whenever someone's talking to her, like, she has a crush on, like, this one guy. She's just trying to get his attention, mm-hmm. but she actually like is going up to him and talking to him. They're doing a, which was kind of sad, like a school shooting type like drill, uh, and they're all under their desks. And she's like, "I'm gonna go up to the, the boy." So she's talking to him, and he's on his phone, just being weird, like being what a guy does, mm-hmm. um, or anybody does, like kind of not paying attention to yeah. her. All all the kids do, uh, in my opinion, in this movie, is just look at their phones and go on like mm-hmm. Snapchat and Facebook. Yeah. So anyway, she goes up to him and she's like, "Oh hi, that was really cool. What you did? I don't remember what she was saying." And then she drops her phone. And she's like, "Oh, that was really embarrassing. My nude photo." 
photos almost came. Ew. Because <laughs> she heard that he likes yeah. nude photos or whatever. And he's like, really? She's like, do you give blowjobs? And she's like, I give the best blowjobs. <laughs> this is horrible. So she goes on YouTube uh-huh. and she's Googling how to give good blowjobs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and she goes and takes a banana and she's in her kitchen and she's like looking at the banana mm-hmm. and her dad comes in. Yeah. And her dad's like, I thought you hated bananas. And she's like, no, I love them. Like it, it was, <laughs> that was the most uncomfortable yeah. thing. But, um, sorry to spoil it for her, but people nah, are going to yeah. see it for her, hear this for a couple weeks. But it's, it's really good. It's sweet. The, the actress should definitely get an Oscar nod mm-hmm. in my opinion. Cause she was freaking fantastic. And it was one of those movies that you're like, I liked it a lot because she was super shy and you thought it was just going to be her getting like shit on all the time, but she yeah. kind of like tries to get, she tries yeah. something different and I appreciate that. Thing, so ah. I think it's cool. Cool. So yeah, eighth grade was, I liked it. Yeah. I was going to see Slender Man and then I ended up seeing mm-hmm. eighth grade. I saw, I told you this story, so really quick. Papillon's in the theater. I love Papillon. Did not realize they remade Papillon. Saw the remake of Papillon. <laughs> and you liked it? No, it was all right. It was boring. <laughs> we both saw Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about that? We talked about it yet last week. Yeah. Did we uh, talk about it on the podcast? No. No. Um, I like Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. There's a couple things that bothered me about it, which are just stupid, um, which we I think we talked about. There's mm-hmm. like one scene where the, I forget the cop's name. Which one? Uh, the black cop. Oh. Um, I forget his name. Anyway, yeah. he goes to the, the black power uh, rally kind of at yeah. the, at a college and he's undercover. So it's like Stokely Carmichael, I forget his other name. Mm-hmm. He's speaking and they're having him do like a yeah. undercover work. Anyway, that Spike Lee's trying to convey that the that the people mm-hmm. are like listening and getting sucked into to Stokely Carmichael's mm-hmm. uh, speech or whatever, and he just it's just like these mm-hmm. weird shots of everyone just staring. Yeah. And it just you could have just done it once and you would have conveyed the message. Mm-hmm. And he does it at least three times that I counted yeah. it. That for some reason it just bugged me. I'm like, you don't have to hit us mm-hmm. over the head with this. Uh, the ending was okay. I liked the ending per se, yeah. and then it got like super political. Like I felt. Um... And I get what he was doing. Like, yeah. I know he was doing... I, I did like how it wasn't anti-cop at all. He was actually kind of yeah. pro-cop. Not that it matters either I'd way, but I was kind of... Part before, you know, I guess spoil it, whatever. So the movie, the dramatic narrative ends, and then they show, like, live footage of Charlottesville and stuff that's really horrifying. Yeah, which you're like, okay, but that's cool, and then it kind of goes a step. The, the last part of the dramatic of the dramatic end of the movie kind of loses cohesion a little bit. I think yeah. because there probably wasn't a lot of high drama... Maybe. With that guy's story, maybe, after it wound down. But no, I liked it a lot. Yeah, because with um, the whole Charlottesburg, uh, I was like, that's cool. Like, it tied right in. Mm-hmm. Like, all oh, this shit's been happening and, is you know, it shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just thought they went, like, he went, like, a little level farther where I kind of thought it took away from the movie a little bit. Not, yeah. Not so mm-hmm. much, but I, I don't know. The previews, it was a million previews of actors who are directing. Yeah, it's like Jonah Hill's Mid-90s, really. And then uh, Bradley Cooper remaking A Star is Born with yeah. Lady Gaga. Which I didn't realize it was Lady Gaga. I'm yeah. like, that lady, that, that actress looks familiar. Oh, it's mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. Yeah. I like Lady Gaga, though. And that is... I'm going to call it because I feel like we're going to peter out. I think we did a good job. I think we did do a pretty good job. Yes. Had us on the back. We'll let the people go out early today. Play in the sun. So we are going to have a topic next week. Yes. And I'm going to put it out here now. All right. Lou has just started collecting vinyl. I only listen to music on vinyl. He's a newbie. So if anybody has any records they'd want him to listen to or he should get or record stores. What's, mm-hmm. We've talked about record stores before. Where should Lou go to buy records and what records should he get? Mm. 
Act does now. Li- li- does Liquid Sky have a uh, vinyl soundtrack? No. It, it might be. That would be horrible. The worst <laughs> fucking soundtrack. you got to hear it. <laughs> I will. So, yeah, that's our show, yeah. folks. And uh, all right. we'll be back in a couple weeks. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. Later. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.